If you knew Susie like I knew Susie, you'd have scabies. Hello everyone, I'm Ben Rosenthal, the problematic host of Hack the Dino's Gaming Cast, who comes up with very inappropriate things to say. Floppy, yes. being also a co-host of this podcast, what uh-huh. problematic thing would you like to say? Cephalus. What about it? Tastes good? Gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> giving giving what? Pass? Keep, gift that keeps giving oh, pass. Oh God. <laughs> you bring this stuff up to try and one-up me and I'm always there to just ram it home. <laughs> that that pus-filled head just keeps on. <laughs> Can we do this again? No, Anto, jump on in. I'm just going to correct you and be a grammar Nazi. But you you meant to say scabies, I'm sure, but you said scavies with a V. Yeah, because I didn't want to like be um you know uh, uh, triggering to anyone. Who's yeah, because that's scabies. what you do to. By default, that means Floppy one up to you because he went there and said syphilis. No, he said sillyfus. No, he didn't. He don't distinctly remember. He said sillyfus. My brain hurts. He, he thought it was a, uh, a general in the Roman army who uh, captured the uh, port of Nondemer. That's like, right. I feel like about, these intros go... <laughs> thing about Nondemer... places. First place to invent grain. So there you go. Bit of, bit of history for you. The, uh, the Oh, you want to think you want a bit of history? Yeah. A couple of years ago, there was a podcast that was the ninth most listened to podcast in uh, Uzbekistan. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, what was that called? It was called Hack the Dino! Hey! What's your bit of uh, history fact, Anto? Uh, the Dreamcast came out in 1999. It was great. Best system ever. Oh. Ooh. Funny if we could Relevant. Find, out, find out more about the Dreamcast. You know what? Yeah. Ask and sometimes you'll get told yes. Sometimes you get told no. Floppy? Yes, mate? Can, can I learn more about the Dreamcast? Yes. Hey, How? Oh, I think I'll talk to you about it. When? Oh, very soon. Really? Possibly this show. Oh my goodness! It about, better be about buying one. Otherwise, like the title that I put in here to try and attract won't people. make any sense. No, it's like baiting them. Yeah, and we wouldn't do that. Attacking them with your syphilis dong, floppy. Yes, mate. What do we do now? <laughs> what do we do? What do we do now? <laughs> Whatever the hell we want, Ben, because we're grown adults. We talk about hackthedino.com. Floppy, what can, what can we find over on hackthedino.com? You can find us. Well, you can find us. You can find us on such in such places as Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, and the YouTubes. All our links are there over at hackthedino.com. That's once again, hackthedino.com. Even our TikTok's on there. Yeah, and TikTok and merch. And Patreon. If you want to be a Patreon, like the one for Michael Towns uh, and many other wonderful, wonderful Patreons, you can click on there and decide what you want to be. You can go for $2 a month, $3.50 a month, or $17 a month if you want to be... Or with uh, different perks. ...an ad person. Mm. Um, we will go through, at the end of the show, what you can actually get and, and thank those wonderful people who do support us. But if you want to, if you can see down here, for those of you watching over on twitch.tv backslash hackthedino or youtube.com backslash hackthedino who are leaving comments and subscribing and uh, sharing, sharing and telling their friends, uh, you can see down there everyone's name just scrolling along. So if you want to pay the money, I think it's like $2 a month and uh, get your name down the bottom there, we can do that for a, a, a monetary value that we put in our pockets and we use to buy uh, things that will help us grow like the show. New lights? Maybe. Maybe. Just some globes, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, like us there, please. Please do. Uh, you know what else we've been doing? What have we been doing? We've been doing our retro challenge. We've been doing the retro challenge. Have you been following on on twitch.tv backslash hack the dino? On Ben's retro challenge. No, it was TikTok. I meant to say TikTok. Anyway, TikTok and, and Instagram. Huh? And Instagram, yes. <laughs> TikTok and Instagram. So what I've been doing, because it's a hell of a lot of fun, when I'm out going on my hunts for retro stuff, I've been having my phone up like I'm messaging someone, but actually recording it. And then when I find something, recording it. and That's putting what it all creepy together. people do when they're watching people too, mate. Well, that's uh, a cross I have to bear. <laughs> <laughs> and just don't post those videos. <laughs> yeah. um, or maybe I will. TikTok. Go check it out. Uh, That's only fans. That's different. <laughs> Sorry. Different one. I always get those two mixed up. Yeah. Um, oh, shit. <laughs> Family friendly, guys. Come on. Hey, well. Trying. <laughs> <laughs> really honor. hard. Your Honor. Uh, 
anyway, uh, when I'm when I'm going on hunts, I record it and I put comps up and they're nice one minute videos that we uh, put up every now and then. I am going to go out this weekend and go on a big old hunt on Sunday again, try and find some bargains. What are you actually up to now? Only including stuff that you money you have and things like money you have, not worrying about things that have uh, payment due. Yeah, okay. So I've got a couple of things where I'm waiting to collect money, but um, for money that I currently have in my pocket, in my physical person, what? Okay, that's where I keep my wallet. Uh, I Inside have, himself. I believe, a hundred and fifty-two dollars of cash in my Sweet. wallet. I have uh, I bought my VHSs on on the day that we went out, mm-hmm. and I've traded those for a copy for an Xbox copy of um, Street Fighter Anniversary Collection. Mm-hmm. But I've also picked up some more VHSs. I picked them up today. No, nice. yesterday. Um, you, you seem to be buying a lot of VHSs. Yeah, it's a we- I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Who- Is it the pressure that? Because hold- I know people have said to you. Is just Ben doing this retro hunt? What's going yeah. on? <laughs> no, no, I just happened to see them and I was like, oh, it's VHS and they're like a dollar. So at the moment for sale, yeah. I only have three items. I have these Pokemon rings uh, from 1999. Uh, yeah. They're really cool. I really like them. I'm tempted to keep them because they're in the original packaging, but they're up for sale at the moment. Uh, I have these e-reader Donkey Kong cards. Um, so basically with these, you had the e-reader that you plugged into your Game Boy Advance. You put a packet of these cards, you scan them in, and then you can play the original game on your Game Boy Advance. Really cool. Uh, I got them along with another set of Donkey Kong and Tetris, uh, sorry, and tennis. And that was for my collection. So I got doubles of this and one of them was for the retro challenge. And then I'm surprised you didn't remember this back in I don't remember Batman that. Returns days in McDonald's, you could get pens with like the main... Uh, characters so Batman, Michael Keaton's Batman, and then Michelle Pfeiffer's uh, Penguin. Uh, not Michelle Pfeiffer was no, no. Penguin. Could you get Penguin? Yes, you could get uh, Danny DeVito's Penguin, Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman, and the Batmobile. And they were basically uh, from the torso up, and you had a pen in it, and you wore it around your neck. I had them all. I loved them. And then I came across one that was still sealed in the packet. So I thought, well, I'll buy that. And if surely, it doesn't sell, I'm not going to be mad. <laughs> surely I made a like a Christopher Walken's. Max, Max Shrek. Shrek. No, you know. No, 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 they did not. No, no, Max Shrek. Anyway, that's what I've still got to sell. If I do sell all that, um, all right, if I don't sell that, but once I have the money collected of what I'm owed, I think I'll have $222 um, to play with. I got, I got Christopher Lambert's Fortress. That classic film. Yep, it's a great one. Yep. I got, uh, I got Lara Flynn Boyle, Josh Charles, also known as that guy from that SWAT film. And Stephen Baldwin's. You know what? I've threesome. actually I've I've seen that film. Me too. It's a actually kid. a good film. All I remember is that you see boob. That's all I remember about it. Yeah, but it's Stephen Baldwin's. A boob is a boob, floppy. I got Blue Lagoon. Speaking of boobs, <laughs> Brooke Shields and yeah, but the things not, we won't say about that one. So, like, problem with that is Brooke Shields was underage in that film. I know. There's a lot of controversy around it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's that's not correct. But I also got. Carrie with Sissy Spacek and John Travolta. Great Stephen King novel. What are you, what are you thinking you can sell them for, Floppy? Haven't, haven't figured that far yet. Haven't thought right. that far. Oh, look, I, if I can get 30 bucks for the whole lot, that'd be great. And it just adds to my, to my kitty. Yeah. Well, I mean, I managed to sell the gizmo that I bought for $10 mm-hmm. and the Naboo Micro Machine Starfighter with mm-hmm. Anakin and R2-D2, which is hard to find. I got that for $3. Mm-hmm. Sold them both for 40 Each? No, together oh, okay. as, a, as a bundle. They were nice. more, more going for more and then I uh, lumped them together in order to move them on because the last thing I want is to be stuck with stuff I don't actually want. Although yeah. the Micro Machines was cool. That gizmo was weird though. It did look like it looked into your soul. If you do want to see pictures of this horrific gizmo, head on over to our hackthedino.com and join the Discord. It's free. You can come hang out with us. And, and if you become a patron, you get into the Patreon Discord. Anto. Hello. Have you made some movement with your Diablo strategy guide? Have you have you tried? <laughs> I have tried. Um, I listed it on eBay two days ago. <laughs> oh, any any watches or you haven't even looked? I haven't, I haven't checked. checked. Have you listed it on Gumtree and or Facebook as well? Yes. <laughs> no, um, no messages. Yeah, no, I haven't had any any. Uh, what's the word? Haven't Bites. had any interest uh, on Facebook. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna chuck it in other places and see what I can do with it. Um, have you to- have you reached out to anyone that likes? PC games, I don't know, <laughs> Townsy. Well, uh, you actually last week offered to let me purchase Diablo 2 for PC. I did. And I'm thinking of bundling that together when I get it from you. 
Um, because, you know. Because I have that for sale. Yeah. Um, I was about to like start yelling out, what? You can't. And then I realized, oh, hang on. I helped Brayden get You've a sale. You've already <laughs> done that. And you literally just sold Floppy something. Yeah. You li- <laughs> he sold me a game. He sold me a game. He'd messaged me during the week and he's like, oh, do you have this game? And I was like, no, I don't, but I'd love it. And he's like, oh, how much? How about this much? And I'm like, not for that, but how much is this? And he's like, yeah, all right. And then I got here, got it, and he told me it was for the retro challenge. I'm like, you prick. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's the best part? I traded it for a $3 Phantom tin. <laughs> I'm going to give it back and not send that 10 bucks. Um, but yeah, like combination of, obviously, you know, I wasn't here for the last two shows because I've been out of action for pretty much a month. Um, combination of being unwell, plus I work stupid hours and weird days. You do work so stupid hours. So I don't hours. really get the option to, uh, to dip out quite as often as Ben does. But I, I just want to... Bring uh, attention to possibly the comment of the year in the live chat. Uh, okay. Dylan the villain has said, "Wow, smart but mean, Ben." I think that <laughs> describes me perfectly. Yes, <laughs> smart but mean. Yeah, but nothing. I just like butts. Butts. I just like butts. Floppy. Yes, mate. What else do you like? I like uh, Lego. No. No, we're no. not talking about Lego. No, no, you don't like right. Lego that much. I like talking about uh, retro consoles and uh, things that you should look at when you're buying them. I, we like to call them buying guides, retro buying guides, specifically to this week. This specifically this week for Sedripcast at the uh, wonderful uh, request request or suggestion of Anto. Thank you, Anto, because I know how much you love this machine. Are you? What are you doing? So I'm just going to look at my really expensive uh, video games that I've got in front of here. Oh, cool. Seven hundred dollars. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Wow, look at that. Why are you doing that, Ben? What? Wait, well, what are you doing? I'm just looking at the better product while you talk about that inferior stuff to the side there. Okay, cool. So we're talking about the Dreamcast. If you think you would like the Dreamcast and want to get into maybe collecting for it, then we thought we'd go through some stuff and give you some tips, maybe some advice that you can... <laughs> this is what he gets for being a dick. <laughs> His shit falls over. Uh, give you some advice, tips, uh, suggestions for, for collecting for the Dreamcast. Now, the beauty about the Dreamcast is that um, you can just burn games onto CDs, right? You can. And we'll get into that. <laughs> we'll oh, get good. into that. Good. Uh, so, first of all, the Dreamcast, as you can see here, uh, was released in 1998 in Japan, 99 everywhere else. Uh, it was the first of the sixth generation of consoles to come out, preceding the PS2. That is a big... Big holder feel. <laughs> if you're yes. coming out straight yeah. after the PS2. No, no, straight before the pre- PS2. Before the it PS2. Was preceding the PS2. Oh, that's even worse. Well, it turns out it was worse. <laughs> uh, so it was following the disappointing Saturn. So, like, the Saturn sold shit, right, Anto? Yeah. It did, unfortunately. Uh, the Dreamcast was designed to reduce costs, basically, for them because they needed money. So it used and off-the-shelf was... components and it used GD-ROM instead of DVD-ROM. Was this their last system? I believe so. It was their last... Uh, yeah, it was their last yeah, system. Yeah, it was their last system. Be home console or handheld. Yes. Wow. Uh, so it was, it was the first console ever to have a built-in modem for online play or for, like, just interact in, uh, interconnectivity. So first console to ever do that. It still had um, the four controller ports in the front, like, say, the 64. Yeah, first one that did it. Uh, it made very cool accessories. Like what? Uh, well, we'll go through those in a minute because it had some very interesting stuff. And Such I would say tease. innovating, but like we've talked about with innovation, it doesn't always catch on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the, one of the most interesting things is there was no copy protection yeah. <laughs> on, on the games. Which I'm not sure why. I couldn't figure out a reason as to why they did that, whether it was just a cost-saving thing. I know they wanted to be able to port PC stuff to it. I'm pretty sure, and I could be wrong, someone in the comments, if you're on Wikipedia and able to type without you know, spamming the microphones, that'd be great. I'm fairly certain it has something to do with the fact that the operating system is a modified version of Windows CE. Mm. Because this was a collaborative effort between Microsoft and Sega, and is the precursor to a lot of the development that went into the Xbox. Yes. Um, and it's because I think the operating system, not the operating system, sorry, like the uh, activation, licensing, and code that basically makes the game boot up had to be built into the code for the game and not the console, which is why you can literally just burn discs and yeah. it works. 
So if you have a Dreamcast, you don't need an action replay or anything like that that you would use on other consoles to play burnt games. You could literally just burn games and just play them. <laughs> Increase your library in a weekend if you wanted to. Much like when you had the Xbox chipped as a kid and you just yeah. go to the rental store and rent a game and then take it back and say, oh, it doesn't work, can I get that one? Yeah, copy it to the hard drive, done. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the lasers in this are apparently a super high quality laser and I think it has something to do with the GD-ROM over the CD-ROM as well. Uh, actually, Townsy in the chat has said that GD-ROMs are different to CD-ROMs but they work. Uh, CD-ROMs make the laser burn out faster. So I do know that was something to do with the laser that was in there that made it last longer. And it's so you kind of it's kind of rare to find a Dreamcast where it won't read discs. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's actually they're one of these things that to kill them you kind of got to try. I will give it my very best. <laughs> or don't. Um, it unfortunately came out just before the PS2, which we all know became very quickly the best selling console ever. Uh, so, although this came out in 98 and 99, it was discontinued in 2001. So, it did not have a long life Ooh, at all. That hurts. I However, still remember hearing that uh, Sega weren't making consoles anymore. And I yeah. was shocked. Shocked. Games were still produced for it up until, I want to say, 2003. Mm -hmm. um, and then there were other games like third-party stuff that was produced uh, aftermarketly until like around 2007-ish and but things I mean, like that. The homebrew market, is there still a home homebrew game I couldn't developer? find a huge amount of stuff about homebrew stuff Because you can still this. find stuff for the Famicom and the Super Famicom yeah. that are released. It's, it's not huge, um, but there, there have been, I think within the last three or four years, there have been some fairly high profile homebrew releases that have been actually, you know, built from the ground up for the system. So not just ports of other stuff, but... Um, it's not as big as, you know, NES or yeah. 16 bit sort of era homebrew stuff. Uh, Michael Towns in the chat said that uh, Play Asia have a big homebrew scene and they do see, sell Dreamcast games over there. There you go. Um, one thing it does have quite a few cool things on is the accessory, uh, accessory part of it. Uh, so I, do, I did also have a video there, hopefully for the release of the Dreamcast, but I think we've skipped that. Oh, that's the show run that we're looking at right that's now. That's the ah! show run. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was Chaos. looking to get to the video link and I was like, hang on. That's all right. So we'll talk about the controller itself. As you can see here, controller itself is an odd looking controller, isn't it? It's actually behind Anto's head at the moment. Uh, but there it is there. First of all, the thing that strikes me, I like it. I actually like the shape. I think it looks cool. I find them quite easy to hold. I don't know if... Ever, does everyone else think they're quite comfy? I think they're super comfortable. Even when I was in my... Oh, when this came out, I would have been nine years old. Um, even in my relatively small hands when I was a child. Um, super grippy. Like, they just... It fit the hand really nicely and still does to this day. Yeah. Uh, I feel the same. Like I like the weight. I like the size. I have never been able to figure out why the hell the cable comes out the bottom. And then has to come around the controller and go back to the console. It is weird. But I mean, I'm assuming it's to do with the VMU, which we'll talk about in a minute, which is the other little thing you can see there. Um, do you, you might have something written about this, but there, wasn't there some controversy about the Dreamcast logo? Like they had to release different colors or different that versions I of it? I don't. I haven't got anything it written about. It wasn't controversy as such. Um, I can't zoom in on it in person, but the, the model that Floppy has in front of him is a PAL model, uh, which has a blue swirl. And this clearly has an orange one. Mm, yes. Uh, the reasoning for that was, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, there was a copyright dispute, which for some reason Sega are very good at getting into when it comes to console releases and names and stuff. Um, the orange swirl was copyrighted in most of Europe by some company so they couldn't use it in Europe, but could get away with it in America. Yeah, right. So in Japan and PAL regions, the iconography and logos are all blue, but the rest of the world got orange. Uh, doesn't it go the opposite way as well? Like they invert it? I think so, maybe? Uh, yeah. It doesn't yeah, look right. like it. No, I think it's it's same, no, I didn't know rotation. that. Okay. <laughs> Tansy said they're portals a la portal. Orange and blue, of course. That'd be nice. uh, let's see. So the controller itself, um, I've just lost my place because we started talking about other things. Sensors. Good. Yeah, sensors. It was not received well, but had the benefit of using sensors on the sticks and triggers that limited stick drift and button problems. So you actually uh, also most of the sticks, uh, most of the controllers you'll find 
no stick drift ever. Cool. I'm not sure what it was about those particular sensors that they used or why no one has, has ever used them. Well, it's because not a lot of people played the system, so all the controllers <laughs> are brand new. A brand new. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that glare from Anto. <laughs> True um, Now, one thing Anto can tell us about is that there were plenty of arcade sticks made for um, made by third-party manufacturers and by uh, Sega as the console was known for like fighting games. Marvel vs. Capcom 2, right? Correct. Yeah. Bam. Yeah. So that's the Dreamcast one. Um, and there was plenty of third-party ones as well. Mad Cats. Was that the Mad Cats one that was done for Dreamcast? Yeah, Mad Cats started doing them. Uh, Hori, a very famous Japanese um, arcade stick mm. and accessory manufacturer, uh, made a bunch of them as well. Um, I don't know of any other big companies that did them, but you could easily find fight sticks all over the place because of the popularity of things like Marvel vs. Capcom. And some other ones that we'll get to in when we start talking about games as well. Uh, so yeah, there was those. There was also uh, one of the weirdest accessories, the fishing rod. Uh, you could get a fishing rod that was made for Sega Bass Fishing. Uh, the 64 had a fishing rod as well. Yeah, but this one you could also use it to play Soul Calibur. <laughs> you could use the fishing rod to play Soul Calibur. Isn't there, isn't there someone at the moment using a dance pad to play Elden Ring? Uh, I know there was someone that finished Elden Ring using the... Donkey Konga bongos. Yeah. Uh, I think bongos, dance pad, and bananas have been used to be Elden Ring so far. Nice. Bananas, eh? <laughs> cool. But yeah, so along with the fishing rod RK6 controller, there was also a keyboard and mouse for a game that I know Ben actually thought was cool. Typing of the Dead. Typing of the Dead. That is a good game. Uh, so this was released officially by Sega. Uh, that is a terrible picture. Why can't I have picked a bigger one? I don't know. <laughs> I can look for one, but there will be audio garbage. Nah, don't worry about it. It's all good. It's a keyboard and it's a mouse. It just has the dream card flag on it. We know yeah. what they look like. Um, but probably the most important accessory, well, not maybe important, but the coolest one was a little unit down here called the VMU, which you can see looks like a little tiny handheld device. Uh, if you haven't once seen one before, it's basically a memory card. Yep. Uh, it plugs into the top of the... Controller, I'm not going to turn it around because I know that I'll... Fumble it? Yeah, fumble it and drop it. And that controller's probably... I don't think it's ever been used. Um, so unlike the Sega CD and the Saturn, the Dreamcast actually used a memory card called the VMU. It has a small little LCD screen that you can see. It has a D-pad and it has four buttons. Uh, it can be used to store and display game data. It can be used as a mini handheld gaming. Think uh, Tamagotchi style sort of thing. Uh, and also to transfer save data from one VMU to another. So you can actually get see the, the top of it. It's got the two black connectors. Mm -hmm. They would slot into each other if you got another one. Kind of um, like two of the blue people from Avatar with their taily things. Uh, <laughs> so the controllers <laughs> fuck. Uh, so uh, you can actually... <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't going to say it that way, but yeah, they dock. Uh, sure. I'm brave. Uh, <laughs> no. You could Stupid. Get, <laughs> you, you could get... Um, uh, like uh, what's the word I'm special looking edition? for? Not special edition, like sponsored ones. Like there's yeah, a Godzilla could, yeah, yeah, yeah. one. You get um, themed ones. Yeah, themed ones. Well, I know there was a Godzilla one. I've got uh, a translucent probably. green one. Oh, nice. There I think I ones as well. I think I sold Anto a boxed VMU at one point. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. He has one. It's on my Sega shelf. <laughs> there you go. It's on the Sega shelf. Ah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so very cool little Just innovative one shelf idea. because Sega didn't bring out a lot of stuff because they didn't have money. <laughs> Jesus. And along with that, I've thought of uh, some games that we could maybe suggest if you were wanting to uh, start collecting for the Dreamcast. Uh, so number one, do you want to do you want to talk about number one? Oh, first of all, there are over six hundred officially released games to the Dreamcast. That's a pretty decent library, especially because you can just download them. <laughs> but yeah, I was going to say six hundred officially released, seventy-five thousand burned, <laughs> but it had an unusually high ratio of excellent games. So it there was did. a lot of quality and not much shit, not much shovelware. Yeah, uh, you're listening eShop. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I e mean, what, e a lot of the reason for the the high quality releases and <laughs> no shade intended, but the Saturn is famous for ruining Sega's relationship with EA, which is why there was never a an official FIFA or NFL or any of that released on the Saturn or Dreamcast. That was the Saturn where they did the "It's available now only from Walmart." pissed off everyone uh kind of they basically 
got scared by the PlayStation 1 announcement, released it something like six months early, and all the developers who were working on stuff were super pissed, and most of them were like, yeah, we're not going to work with you anymore. So That's the Saturn? Yeah. <laughs> so what, what was the one they announced at E3 and said, oh, it's available today, but you can only buy it from Walmart, and it just annoyed every other Don't local know. distributor? Might be some, I, some trivia that I'm not privy to. I can never remember if it's the Saturn no, or if it's, if it's the Dreamcast. It may very well be the Saturn because the Dreamcast was available yeah. everywhere. Yeah, it was, at, it was at the E3. Yeah, There, there you go. Michael Towns in the comments has said that it was the Saturn. It was the yeah. Saturn. There you go. Uh, but yeah, so over 600 games with a, a really high ratio of excellent games. And here is a couple of them and kicking it off with old mate Ben. Old mate me. Old mate uh, Typing of the Dead. This is cool. A spin-off to House of the Dead 2. The Typing of the Dead was initially designed to improve one's typing and practice how fast one can type. However, its idiosyncratic gameplay and humor make it much more than that. Instead of a light gun, you're using a computer keyboard and the power to, of proper spelling and grammar <laughs> to fend off hordes of the undead. I know you someone know who would love this. My favorite part of this game is... So we, What's uh, that? When I was with Retrospect, we used to have this up at Avcons um, as like competitions. Yeah. The backpacks that they wear so they walk oh, around they, they, and they've got Dreamcast as their backpack and a keyboard, and a keyboard in, front in, front in front of them and as uh, it's an on rail shooter but it comes up and it'll say many and you have to type many and if, yeah, bom, 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 and if you get it wrong they attack you Here it's it a great game so yeah DC oh yeah yeah <laughs> you just have to type them for them to die have they got can you skip forward and find a, the players wearing the Dreamcast backpacks with the keyboards they're usually in cutscenes there you go there you go look at that with a giant battery on it <laughs> I wish they'd released what that. A, Why haven't they released backpacks like that yet? What a great concept, though, and a weird one that they were just like, this is stupid and weird, but let's do it and make it really cool. But it's not—it's really funly remembered. Yeah. Anto, do you ever play Typing of the Dead? I have played it a couple of times. Um, I played it a few times and then got miffed that I didn't own it and didn't have the ability to copy or burn a, a copy of it. Um, I remember shortly after I played it, uh, Screw Attack, the guys who did some work with the Angry Video Game Nerd and stuff back in like the early to mid 2000s, um, released a mobile version, which was basically just a side scroller that had the same concept you could play with your iPhone. Cool. So I just played that a lot because it was a good concept and I liked it. <laughs> yeah, this is a great game. Oh, man. Uh, what's next? Uh, next is Fantasy Star Online. Uh, so Dreamcast's Fantasy Star Online was the rebirth for the brand. What? So just a question. Like yes. this has bugged me. Is about it about the spelling? It's about the spelling. <laughs> Why is it PH? So it's fantasy, but instead of an F, it's PH. Why? Anto, Does it make it memorable? Um, I would put it out there as being wanting to differentiate from Final Fantasy, but oh. that's speculation on my Okay, part. that makes sense. But why? Because it know. makes sense. This video was caught was uh, captured from original hardware too, by the way, as this you can tell, VHS on a CRT. <laughs> Jesus, they plugged it in through their VHS player and put yeah. a record, uh, tape in. That's how I used to record with my a game magnet play. atop of it. Apparently, <laughs> it does look a lot better than this in person. Yeah. <laughs> Fantasy Star Online was hit, was a hit at debut, uh, switching from the original first person dungeon crawling and overworld exploring model to a new 3D real time action RPG. Uh, it added online play with friends, character creation, and more to the franchise, which was a distinct change from the previous game's narratives. Uh, combat was enjoyable and varied depending on your customer's character, uh, character's customization, different races, different classes. It excelled at melee, ranged, or technique combat. Four quest areas varied in style and fostered replayability by allowing you to level up and acquire materials to feed your pet mag. Uh, which would provide special abilities such as buffs, stat boosts, etc., things like that. Uh, after its initial release, it, fe it featured additional missions, raised level caps, new difficulty levels. So it got it got DLC because mm. mm. of online built-in modems. You could do that. Um, yeah, 56k dial-up connection. Yeah. So all of that, all of that was like groundbreaking. Like, who did that? Who else did that? Was this the, this was the first place to do that? Um, oh, what was the company called? Um, it was called oh Nintendo with the Satelli view. Sorry, <laughs> sure. I would argue that they didn't do this. They did downloadable stuff, but not actively playable online content with other people. Uh, Zelda was really as was Radical Dreamers. Really, pretty sure I thought Radical Dreamers was just a downloadable episode. It was. was yeah, I just wanted to say that there was another Chrono Trigger. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, so you could do you could play uh, basically a giant. MMO essentially and have downloadable content and they then carried on with the GameCube or the Xbox that had 
Second Life's captured your attention all over again, every time. But yeah, this thing was huge. And you can play it from where it came from on the Dreamcast. And if you're curious and have a Dreamcast, you can still play it on private servers today. That um, is cool. <laughs> have they remade that game? Uh, it got ported to GameCube. Um, it was one of the only games for the GameCube to actually utilize the broadband adapter. Um, I don't have a broadband adapter. But yeah. Need to get one. If it's you're out there, send me a GameCube broadband <laughs> director. I'll pay money. Ben, would you like to talk about the next one? Sure. Sonic Adventure 2. What? So, Sonic... Are you <laughs> missing one? I was leaving that one for Anto. I did it on purpose. Uh, I was being cheeky. You're not giving me the JRPG and the Sonic game? <laughs> you can have one or the hey, other, uh, and you're uh, a bigger Sonic fan than you have anything else. Yeah, Anto, choose now. What do you want? The JRPG or the Sonic? Just uh, keeping in mind what Ben's going to do to Sonic. I'll take Sonic, but I have a fun... Well, not a fun fact, but a fact about Grandia 2 I want to talk about too. I have one too. This game's balls. I'm uh, going to slap you. I'm just going <laughs> to launch over your glass cabinet and slap you because you've never played these games. <laughs> I've never seen those letters put together in that order. <laughs> <laughs> Grandia 2. The Dreamcast didn't have many RPGs, but the ones it did have were good. Along with Skies of Arcadia, Grandia 2 is generally considered one of the two best RPGs on the platform, lauded for its excellent soundtrack and even better battle system. However, it wasn't as good as Chrono Trigger. <laughs> the good thing about Chrono Trigger is that oh, it's a game of the age of... <laughs> Read the damn thing. <laughs> Grandia itself has faded. Its mechanics have sprung up in a variety of RPGs over the years, but Chrono Trigger was the first one to have those instrumental turn-based uh, RPG tactics within them. Uh, from Ubisoft's Child of Light to Penny Arcade's On the Rain Slick Precipice of Darkness. I've never played that game. I always no, wonder if those either. dudes uh, made a good game or not. Uh, Grandia 2 was also one of the best looking games on the Dreamcast, filled with high quality magic spells, special attacks and other touches. Well, it was noticeable cut above what was available on the PlayStation at the time, especially during its most elaborate attack sequences. Its visual luster has faded in the years since, but it's still good fun to play as demonstrated by the recent re Master. Which I guess it's not super recent, but it's still more recent than the Dreamcast. It's within the last four years, I think. It came out on the Switch. It's yeah. more recent than Chrono Triggers. <laughs> it's remastered, unlike Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger doesn't need a remaster, it just needs a re release on the Switch. And you look at that, it hasn't got any of them. Yeah, yeah, and you own that, don't you? You own that one, don't you, uh, I Anto? Do. I still have my original launch copy of Grand That's pretty 2. cool. <laughs> That is pretty um, cool. One of the things that made me go, hmm, I'm going to buy this and try it, is, uh, this is my little fun fact, this was touted by a lot of game critics and reviewers at the time as the game that would kill Final Fantasy VII and Ooh. seal the fate of the PlayStation. Wow. Yeah. Big call. That's <laughs> big a call hack and the also call. Big mistake. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, it did well, and, you know, comparatively as a JRPG, it's fantastic, but... Yeah, like you've really got to have done something special to take the crown from Final Fantasy in most cases. Do you know um, why they they put a hold on Final Se fi uh, Final Fantasy VII's production? Why? What? Do you know why they put a hold on it? Why? Like when they were developing it? Why? Uh, so they could make Chrono Trigger. <laughs> true story. Absolutely true and story. Look which one got a remake. <laughs> and look which one's uh, dearly beloved. And uh, both of them. <laughs> no, only one is. We are, I think we know. Has the, has the guy Fantasy with the spiky 7? hair. No, the, the spiky hair main character. Oh, <laughs> yes, the spiky hair. He uses a sword. Protagonist ever. You know. They, Talks he, like a philosopher. Bumps into a, a random female who, who doesn't really know who she is, but she joins the party. Um, you know, Link. They, <laughs> Link. <laughs> they get a big guy with robot parts. You know, there's only one game like that that's clearly Robocop? the best one. Anyway. Man, those games are really similar, aren't they? Um, talk about your blue boy. Uh, Go, Anto. I'm trying to figure out how to do this and show footage and read the run sheet at the same time. I'll do it. Uh, well, just, just read. Just press play on the video and then read the run sheet. That is a good point, Floppy. That is a good... You know, when, when, when you're, when it, maybe not the run sheet that's on the big screen. But I need to read that. Okay. That's the only way I can read it. <laughs> For our podcast listeners, everything's going to shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Where but I think only we can see that. They can't see that, right? I know. But well, podcast definitely can't see it. All right. Okay. Here we go. Where, where did it go? There it is. So, um, Sonic Adventure 2. Uh, it was released three years after Sonic Adventure 1. 
improved well um, improved on the original formula by streamlining the Hento doesn't the think so. <laughs> I, eh, I wouldn't say it improved, but I will say it improved on it by making it more accessible. Um, levels were tweaked to fit the style and personality of characters. So Sonic and Shadow were speed focused, where you'd have action stages that required quick reflexes. Uh, they were all about platforming, comboing enemies, and just you know going fast, which is kind of what Sonic's become over the last few years. The only thing Sonic's Go fast. Got for him. Shut up, Ben. <laughs> I think Bubsy beat him in a speed race, didn't he? I'm Bubsy slapped you in a minute. Remember that cat? Hey, Ben. Bubsy, <laughs> shut, shut up. <laughs> uh, Tails and Robotnik were changed from being uh, characters that you control in a similar way to every other character, and were given mechs that you'd run around and shoot stuff in. Um, not quite sure why, but it worked. It was fun. And Knuckles and new character Rouge the Bat were introduced, or Rouge was introduced. Is that Rouge? Then. I thought it was Rogue. That's nah, Rouge. Yeah. Um, she was introduced as a foil to Knuckles, and all of their gameplay surrounds, or, or is based on treasure hunting and using their ability to sense the Master Emerald and Chaos Emeralds, and you'd find pieces of and other bits of treasure around as well. Is this the game where Sonic kisses a human female? No, that came out uh, six years later. Oh. <laughs> Sonic um, kisses a human female. Go Sonic. Yeah, I mean, you know, do what you got to do. Um, one of the coolest things about Sonic Adventure 2, uh, it was one of the only Dreamcast games to run at a solid 60 frames per second without any kind of dips or slowdown. Um, Soul Calibur almost managed it. Um, but the biggest, I think, throwback and coolest secret about Sonic Adventure 2 was the 3D version of Green Hill that you could unlock if you got an A rank on every mission in the game, uh, which totaled up to 180 emblems. Um, so you had to sort of master the game. And then you got a 3D tech demo of why Sonic would never have worked with the old level design from a 16-bit games. Um, there's not really much more I can say about it other than it's a great game and you should go buy it on Steam because it's like $3 right now. There was two-player head-to-head mode? Oh, I forgot about that. If only you'd read the run sheet. I was going on the fly. Ben put me off. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude, you do that a lot. <laughs> what? No. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I've got nothing more to say about it. It's great. Well, there was also the two-player head-to-head mode in which you could race on foot, fight in mechs, embark on a treasure hunt, race in go-karts. Uh, it featured apparently some of the best music songs. The music songs. Not just the songs. songs. The music <laughs> songs. The music songs. I wrote music songs. <laughs> uh, music songs like Escape from the City and Live and Learn. I'm assuming you know what they are. Yes. Escape from the City is the music that plays... Uh, on the level that the footage is showing right now. Um, it's basically sets the tone for Sonic's personality in the game and for the sort of tempo and story for the game going is that, forward. Is that San Francisco? Uh, it was based on San Francisco, yes. And the reason they coded in the ability to knock cars away is because the de- devs, when they were staying in San Francisco, got really pissed at all the traffic. <laughs> <laughs> what about all the human uh, excrement that's uh, on the streets? I see, I don't know what you're talking about, Ben. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Look it but up. next thing we're going to talk about, Jet Set Radio. Ooh, yeah. Jet Set Radio. Jet Grind Radio for you Americans. Yeah, sorry. Jet Grind Radio for Americans. Uh, an action game where players venture through Tokyo using skates, spray graffiti, and evade authorities. Sounds like Saturday. I believe this had... Uh, a, a, the, the old parents came out to... With their pitchforks for this game as well, because there was graffiti and whatnot. It really? Yeah. We got uh, a video for this one, Enter? Yeah, here we go. Uh, yeah, I believe this. Um, they got uppity about this. How yep. similar does this look like to the Hi-Fi Rush we've just watched? I was just thinking that as well. And this is how. And this is like you know, twenty years ago. Yeah, it looks great. Cell shading. It looks Beautiful. amazing. Cell shading just stands the test of time, doesn't it? Yep. Uh, so this was fun, addictive gameplay, and a stellar soundtrack. Uh, not that I ever would notice. Jet Set Radio is something special. While its sequel Jet Set Futures gameplay is a bit more refined, the cel-shaded vibrant art direction, music, and distinct gameplay of the original make it a true gem and has influenced spiritual successes such as Hover and Bomb, Rush, Cyberfunk. And that other and obviously Hi-Fi Rush now as well. Yeah. But it really does. It has that, um, that art style and the sort of like the vibrant colors and everything that just really, really stayed uh, relevant. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't, it doesn't age. No. There was, there's another game that this. Oh, um, Sunset Overdrive. It sort of gives me those kind of vibes as well. I reckon took a lot of nods from stuff like this. 
Yeah, I can see that, especially with the the like paint and graffiti sort yeah, the, of art inspiration. The color palettes and things mm. like that. Um, what do you have to say about the music for this one? Uh, so I wasn't a huge fan of uh, Jet Set Radio because I didn't really get it. Um, Tony Hawk, but with rollerblades music? It was Tony Hawk with rollerblades, but with the added sort of mechanic of, you know, tagging stuff and having very specific objectives. Um, at least that's what I remember of it. Mm. Um, I think I would like it if I gave it a go now. Um, I just need to get around to either finding a copy or burning a copy and going no, to town with it. I've got one. <clears throat> do you now? Burnt copy. <laughs> I, have, I have a whole collection of burnt games for this now. Awesome. That I bought from one person. I got to put their whole collection of burnt games. That's great. <laughs> it was so good. So many. And we're allowed to now because it's a retro system. Yep. And they're not producing anything for it, so we're not taking money out of anyone's pockets. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one is a big one. I want to take you for a ride. Marvel versus Capcom, New Age of Heroes. Marvel versus Capcom 2. Possibly the best fighter there is. So, on the dream, so Marvel versus Capcom 2 on the Dreamcast was a game changer in the world of fighting games. Uh, not only was it a near arcade perfect port, uh, meaning that the developer didn't have to make any sacrifices or tweaks to get it to run just as well as it did in the arcades. Man, talk about pictures you can hear in my head now. It's like, I'm going to take you for a ride. <laughs> do, 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 do. Uh, where did I get up to? But Marvel vs. Capcom 2 was simply one of the best fighting games of its time. Uh, being able to play it at home without having to spend your allowance at the arcade was something that no doubt created an entire generation, generation of fighting game fans. Who was your go-to uh, character? No, it's always Ryu. Always Ryu? Always Ryu. So boring. Anto? Uh, my team was uh, Ken, Mega Man, and Captain Commando. Yeah, see, my team was Ken... Oh, sorry, was Ryu... Yeah. Um, Ryu, Wolverine. <laughs> no, it was Ryu, Wolverine, I think Akuma. I always pick, when I do play this, and I suck at these games. Like, I'm really bad at them. But I always pick Wolverine. Yeah. I like Wolverine. Berserker Barrage! Was, was this the one that had Gambit in it as well, or was that yeah. a later one? No, uh, Gambit was in this yeah. one too. I like, we've played this on your thingy, haven't we? Uh, I've got Marvel vs. Capcom 1. 1. Yep. On my arcade machine. But look, once again, those cell shaded graphics, and look, how good does it look? Do you know how much this board goes for, for the arcade machines? I do not. You're looking at close to 2K. Wow. <laughs> Just for the board. Jesus. Yeah, they're super expensive, super rare. Either of you have any cool little anecdotes or memories from Viable versus Capcom 2? Uh, just playing it in the arcade. Um, so this one, unlike... So I don't... I enjoy these types of games, but mm. I find the fighting style of it is a lot more frantic. Uh, as opposed or to button street- mashy? Yeah, as opposed to Street Fighter games, which are a lot more um, tactical. You know what? I think that's why I gravitated towards this more than Street Fighter. Yeah, because you I can could, pull off I a combo. I could play it. Like, I could do a combo. Where easy- combos were easier. Yeah. Um, super fun, though. Like, just an a absolute wonderful game. Mm. Look at that. It's... I have the same kind of problem where I prefer one-on-one fighters rather than team fighters because of the amount of stuff happening at once. Um, I think you need a lot of patience and dedication to get really good at these kinds of games. Um, Unless it's Marvel versus Capcom 3, in which case no one's good in it because no one played it because it's rubbish. Yeah, they waited for the DLC to release six months later. Um, the most interesting thing I've got to say about this is, to this day, there is still a huge rivalry and a huge scene for this game in America between the East and West Coast. Mm. Oh, it's really? It's still played at high level at tournaments and at Evo and... Just crazy amounts of money goes into keeping this scene alive in America right now. I will say uh, this game probably has the best sprites mm. uh, of any sort of Street Fighter or Capcom game. The sprites are massive, detailed, beautiful. Like you look at Juggernaut run onto the screen yeah. and he takes up half the screen like he should. Like he Bison's should. He, like he, this big tank. He's imposing. Yeah, and even like the, the comic art you see on the victory screens. Like all the art is just... I don't want to like sound hyperbole, but it's breathtaking. It is... Yeah absolutely wonderful art uh, and yeah you just look at it and drool at how pretty the game is um how how precise those hitboxes are as well look at juggernaut he looks he amazing is, he is he looks like he's got weight to him which is one of those things that's surprisingly hard to pull off in games yeah yeah if you put juggernaut on the hulk on screen in this game you can't see much <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a uh, fantastic as game. you shouldn't mm. all right ben do you want to take the next one 
Oh, see, you could have given me a game that I actually know about, but all right. Uh, Skies of Arcadia. Another game I've never played, but uh, there's a lot that makes Skies of Arcadia one of the best RPGs of the Dreamcast era that isn't Chrono Trigger. Uh, but the number one reason is the sense of discovery and adventure. Skies of Arcadia is all about being an adventuring sky pirate. Dis sky discovering pirate. new lands, recruiting new crew members to your ship, and you know what? Stopping an evil empire from destroying the world with ancient weapons. Skies of Arcadia is charming, it's world fascinating, and while many probably experienced it on the GameCube as Skies of Arcadia Legends, the original Dreamcast version will forever hold a place in the pantheon of fantastic, fantastic JRPGs. So I haven't played this. Nor have but I. But it is the one that I probably get told the most to play. This is getting a remake, right? A re-release. No? Re -release? What's the JRPG that's been announced as a re-release recently? Everyone would flip if this got a re-release. It's coming out soon. There is one that's coming that's coming to Switch soon. I, I can't remember what Tales it is. Tales of Symphonia? Yes, that's the one. Yeah, that was, I think, a 2003 or four release for the GameCube. Right. This is one that I would like to sit down and play when I have like a time off... Like, get some holidays and things like that. Because this is probably one of the JRPGs that I've been told the most to play by other people. But yeah. What about I, you, Anto? I played a boatload of it as a kid. Boat, pun intended. You played a boatload <laughs> of a kid. <laughs> um, I don't, weirdly enough, I don't remember a huge amount about it. So I was very happy to pick this up at the last Toy Fair. Yes. I, oh, I remember that. Yes. I will put a playthrough's worth of time into this. Was um, that was that the Toy Fair where you were umming and ahhing about it and then like Floppy and I were just going, yeah, just go get it. Yeah, just that go was, get I was just it. there get all day just like, should I get it? Should I? Should you <laughs> and Floppy and I being the very, you know... Uh, Enabling people that we yeah, are. Yeah, we're just like, yeah, just go get it, dude. Why not? Just do it, man. Go it's not it. my you, money. You won't see it, it again. <laughs> yeah, do it. It's not my money. <laughs> Enjoy um, that. I think I'm going to try and pick up some Dreamcast games at the next Toy Fair. Good luck finding them. Yeah, no, I like one, two. That's I don't need 12. Yeah. But, you know, just see what I can find. Yeah, um, All right, so the last game that we've got on a list of games that you should buy if you're collecting for Dreamcast is a bit of a given, I guess, but it is Soul Calibur. Uh, so like, it's like Marvel versus Capcom 2, Soul Calibur is still one of the best fighters ever made. Uh, when it came to the Dreamcast, people were still pumping quarters into machines across the world to play. God, I miss those days. But somehow you get a better version at home with new features and better graphics than the original. Uh, well, that is, of course, subjective, but that is popular opinion. Uh, to get such an amazing version on a home console was really special, and to this day, the Dreamcast version of Soul Calibur holds up as one of the best things at the con of, about the console. If you've ever tried this tale of souls and swords, you are missing out on something special. Okay. Oh. There's not much you can say about that. Like, it's Soul Calibur. Everyone, you, anyone who's into sort of retro game or everything, knows Soul Calibur, respects Soul Calibur. I've got the and, GameCube you know, version of Soul Calibur in there. Soul Calibur 2? <laughs> There's just some weird folk in this thing in there, though. But nice. yeah, there you go. And that is our little buying guide for your Dreamcast. If you're thinking about getting into collecting them or just want to pick up some extra games, that is some sort of must-haves. Uh, Floppy, do you want to do a quick deals? We can do quick deals. Quick deals? deals. Quick deals. deals. It's just going to be PlayStation. Yep. Just PlayStation <laughs> deals. PlayStation deals. That's all. No, nothing else. Uh, if you jump over onto your PlayStation store this week, you can pick up a couple of little gems. You can pick up Lego Hobbit. So if you like the Lego games, you know what they like. This one's based on the Hobbit. It's normally 55 bucks. You can get it for $11 redos. Nice. It's nice little cheap and plays through the three films or the one book, depending on which way you want to look at it. Um, Marvel vs. Capcom 3, which we've already talked about, was... Ben's favourite fighting game of all time. Not even close. With graphics that make you want to vomit. And there's the full game and all the DLC in 1080p, normally 38 down to $11. Like, might Honestly, as well. Why wouldn't you for $11? Ultimate Marvel for 11 bucks is isn't bad. No, nah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. But it's not as good as Marvel 2. Not no. A, not even close. <laughs> not even worth mentioning in the same breath. I want, Do you reckon they're going to do a fourth? Uh, they did a fourth, and it did badly. Yes. What was the fourth? It Infinite. was out on PS4 oh, and course. Xbox One. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> had a really big collector's edition with like gem, gems right. and stuff. That's right. Oh. And those Easter character eggs. models? <laughs> Chung Lee character model? They had to redo like weeks before the game was released because everyone went, oh. what are you doing? There was one Dreamcast game I didn't mention that I've got right here. C-Man! Caution. 
C-Man. That's right. C-Man, which comes with... Its own controller. It comes with its own controller attachment that I hadn't actually talked about. It comes with a microphone. Because mm. this says you have to verbally uh, control a or interact with and talk to a creature. A creature which has the body of a fish and the face of Leonard Nimoy. Uh, or of face Leonard of Nimoy. a man and voice of Leonard Nimoy. And that's it. It's basically a Tamagotchi. Yeah. You have to keep it alive, otherwise it dies. Caution. Seaman. Uh, yeah, has its own control. It's great. And I have fantastic. a copy. Yeah. Seaman's fantastic. Anyway, um, <laughs> are you all ready to quiz? I am ready to quiz on your face. Oh, well, that's a bit personal. Yeah. So, we've had a couple of We've had January leave us behind. We're in February now as we record this. And so, you haven't been here, so you haven't had the opportunity. You're the reigning champion. Am I? Oh, yeah, I am. You won. Remember last year? You won by one or two. The reigning champion of Quiz on Your Face for 2022. So, because you haven't been here, obviously, you don't have any points. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Jazz has one point. Brayden has two points. And Floppy has two points. What was the question Jazz got the answer to? I didn't get to the quiz last time. Uh, I don't it's know. A goddamn music question. One of them. It was a music question. Probably. I think she just jumped in and went C. And I went, yep, correct. <laughs> answer was actually D, but Ben just gave her one. Uh, and then I gave her the point. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. It was a real, you know, weird... Show, yeah. uh, <laughs> especially sitting right here. <laughs> um, Awkward. So I have four questions with four multiple choice answers. Uh, I will ask them out. Once I finish the question, Anto will yell out his name if he knows the answer. Floppy will do the same if he knows the answer, and I will go to them. They will give me their answer, and if they're right, they get a point. If they don't, they don't. We carry on, and uh, everyone has a great time. Oh, man, I wish I'd eliminate. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Question number one from Michael Town. Strap yourselves in. Throw my hand up, honestly, because I was looking through Discord earlier, and I always forget that this is Ben's Discord and it's not my computer. I did see the answer to Townsy's question, so I'm giving that point to Floppy. No, no, no. Floppy can have first guess. Okay, that's but I'm fair. Not, or I'm only guess. Floppy can have only guess. All right, Floppy can have the only guess. Nice. Yeah. Okay. In GoldenEye 007, oh. there are two levels that do not contain usable grenades as weapons. What levels are they? A. Cradle and uh, Aztec. B. Dam and Train. C. Frigate and Silo. D. Blood Gulch and Nuke Town. Dam and Train. Correct! Floppy! Did you know that? Uh, I knew that there's none in Dam. Didn't you play this like a few days ago? <laughs> Maybe. Pretty sure when I saw you on Tuesday, you were telling me about the Xbox port. Yes, yes, I was. <laughs> I may have played some multiplayer with my son uh, quite a bit, and I've also played some with Ben, and I played through. <laughs> cool. There you go. Question number two <laughs> King Bowser Cooper was originally what kind of animal? Was he A, a dragon, B, a turtle, C, an ox, or D, a pig? Anto. Anto? Uh, I'm going to go with a pig. Incorrect. Dang it. Was it not, what was that? B? That was D. D. Oh, pig. D. What, did, what, were the, what was A, B, and C again? A, dragon. B, turtle. C, ox. Surely it's B, turtle. Incorrect. He's a turtle now. He was originally an ox. Oh. So on the cover of Super Mario Brothers 1 for the Famicom, yeah. you see a picture of Bowser and he's grey and has a... a Different nose. Yeah, he was huh. originally designed to be an ox. Do you own this? Because I'd like to see that. I do. Why did they change it? Just right up over there. Uh, why'd they change it? Because, I don't know, he made him a giant fire-breathing turtle. And he is a turtle, by the way. Bowser is a turtle. Yeah? Yep. I've always thought that. <laughs> Most people think he's a dragon. It's not true. It's a turtle. Really? Yeah. He's a hero weird. in a half shell. People are weird. Yeah. Now it's time for a question from... Dylan the villain. Dylan the villain. And Dylan asks and tries to stump you with. <laughs> I know. If the Minecraft world were real, it would be similar to the size of which planet? Oh. A. Jupiter. B. Saturn. C. Uranus. Or D. Neptune. Floppy. Floppy. Go on. You know you want to. No. Do it. No. Neptune. Do it. Neptune. Yeah. Correct. It I say, guess. Hundred percent a guess. <laughs> I, I made, I made planets with my kids the other day. We looked at the sizes. 
I was going to guess A, Jupiter. So. Yeah. I but, cannot yeah. believe neither of you would have gone Uranus. It's Uranus. <laughs> For the bit. Ah! <laughs> Look, he's such a child. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last question. Uh, Floppy's on four. Braden's on two. Jazz is on one. Anto, come Nothing. on. On zip zero. No, no making it, uh, you know, actually, no, I liked it how last year, how it came down came to that down to last question. Oh, that was terrifying. I wish I could say that I rigged it like I used to ring Dan, rig Dan versus the world, but uh, I it was I used to rig Dan versus the world all the time. With me in it? With you and Brayden in it, yeah. <laughs> so if Dan got too far behind before the episode, I go, hey, Dan, here's the question, here's the answers. Whoa! <laughs> so he could catch up. Did you do that for Anto? No, 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 I never did it for Anto. It was only Dan I would do it for. There was that one episode where you basically made all of the the music uh, Final Fantasy or Kingdom Hearts, though. Yeah, because it was your first one and I was being nice <laughs> and then went, oh, hang on. No, you're very good. Screw yeah. that. But we need to make this harder for yeah, him. you didn't expect me to throw out the title and the composer's name. But that, yeah. was, oh, that was absolutely like... Me and Braden were just I mean, dumbfounded. You, you remember Dan when he like used to lose? He oh, he didn't sucky. like it. He didn't like it. <laughs> like our very first fantasy critic, he like gave up halfway through the year because all his games got cancelled. Still beat me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dan. Uh, anyway, last question. Oh. Captain Toad's treasure tracker. Damn it. <laughs> was originally pitched to be what part? Uh, sorry, a part of which series? A Zelda. B, Banjo-Kazooie, C, Metroid, or D, Doki Doki Panic? What were the possible answers again? A, Zelda, B, Banjo-Kazooie, C, Metroid, or D, Doki Doki Panic? Anto. Anto? I'm going to take a stab at A. Zelda? I was going to say A. Correct! It is Legend of Zelda. It seems kind of dungeon Yeah. Puzzly, it's such dungeon-y. a good game. I can't believe they didn't make it a Zelda. Do you remember like when I first played uh, Super Mario 3D World, mm-hmm. and then I and I like I loved the little Captain Toad thing so much I was that I hunted down the Wii U version of, Cap- of Treasure Tracker. Weren't we here preparing for a show, and I found it on the uh, that porn site, P A W N site, <laughs> <laughs> the second hand site, the second hand. And then I found it on the porn site, and it was a very different type of mushroom head. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Captain Toad and the Treasure Tracker. That's right. <laughs> uh, no, you did it, and I bought it online and then got it sent. No, I think I bought it online <laughs> in front of you because I didn't have it. Oh, you did, you prick. <laughs> After I was sitting there going how much I want this game and how much I love it, he found it. When like, oh, like, I found it. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. And he's like, and I bought it. Yeah, it was 10 bucks. And now I have it. I haven't played it yet. And that right there <laughs> is the perfect example of Ben. No, I'm smart and mean. Yeah. That, yeah, the duality of Ben, smart and mean. <laughs> <laughs> and I eventually did get it as well and played it and loved it. Anyway, I'm uh, at one point. <laughs> of that round of You're Ready for Quiz, we have Anto on one, Jazz on one, Braden on two, and Floppy on the lead with four. But don't get cocky, kid. This is what happened last time, remember? And Anto just pulled a jump shot right as the buzzer went Pipped last year. Pipped me at the post. Vroom. Nothing but net. <laughs> uh, but we've been Hack the Dino. This has been our gaming cast. We bring you the past, present, and future of video games. But this isn't all we do. No. This is the time where people usually turn off. But I implore you not to because I'm going to tell you a secret at the end. That's Ooh. right. Hang around. Floppy. Yes, mate. What do, you, uh, what do you do when you're not here? I jump over onto the Instagrams. Mm-hmm. Uh, at a little page called Floppy Plays Games and I post pictures with captions of things that I've picked up things that I am playing or things that I've enjoyed Mm -hmm. so that was there is my Dead Space copy that I got with my actually nice looking steelbook I really like them even though I don't really like steelbooks but yeah and the one before that was uh, some pickups that I'd made where I got my Code Veronica which is one of the last few uh, Resident Evil games I need Mm Uh, one day I'll see if I can get the original one, not the platinum one. And Manhunt on the PS2, which is a somewhat controversial game. Why? Because it does things in it that got it banned here for quite some time. Yeah, but it's Australia. Like, Did it know. get lifted or is it still banned? It's and am I in a lot of trouble now? I don't believe Manhunt got released domestically here, which no. is why you've got the UK rating yeah. on the case. Um, I think it was Manhunt 2 that almost got released, but then got banned again after the rating system changed. Good old Australia. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's some of the cool things that I've uh, picked up lately. Was there one before that that I hadn't had on the last show? Oh, no, it's my Bioshock 2 collector's edition we talked about. So yeah. We did. Anto. Hello. What do you do? Uh, well, in uh, true me tradition, I haven't posted anything on this uh, Instagram page for a while except for a little video of me playing Blitzball on Final Fantasy X. Um, I would play the audio, but I'm not going to because it's stupid. But if you are interested in me doing stupid audio comedy skits while playing a fantasy football game in a Final Fantasy game, that's a heck of a word. Yeah, yeah Something. It's, it's one of the best sentences. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Go check it out. I do have a whole bunch of stuff, however. Um, I've had lots of pickups in Final Fantasy stuff that I've accumulated since like November last year. Um, I picked up a collector's edition of Final Fantasy XV that was still in its box, unsealed. Them. I'm gonna when I'm not feeling lazy and depressed. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, there's just a whole bunch of stuff that I just haven't gotten around to putting up there yet, like all of my Toy Fair stuff, like the statues I got last October. I've just been feeling lazy and blue and stupid, so I'll get around to it. Just please don't unfollow because I only have like 32 of you. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Shut and, up, <laughs> uh, so, all right, we'll go to Mr. Benjamin first, which is my personal account. Um, and uh, this is where I put all the things that I find out. Uh, so, I found this for $4 uh, on my recent uh, video game hunt. So, when I go out looking for retro challenge stuff, mm-hmm. I do also hunt for myself, of course. Mm-hmm. This was $4, and I got it just for the Green Goblin because I collect Green Goblin things. But then I bought it home and put out all what these villains. They? They're all Spider Man villains. Yeah, and but like, all- what are they? I don't know. They're miniatures. They're about, I think... Are you know, blind bags? I don't know. But they were in a, a bag and it was $4. And I got them out and I went, these are really cool. I couldn't find out where they were from, but they were all these classic villains from like the first uh, um, year or two. Who's in between Sandman and Vulture at the back? Uh, to the left. That, in between Sandman and Vulture. In between Sandman and Vulture. This guy here. Yeah. yeah that's Hydro Man. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, they're all based on Steve Ditko's design. So uh, Lizard <laughs> has like the stunted... Townsy in the chat. Stay cool, Batman. Said the Green Goblin in Spider-Man 3. <laughs> I will not be uh, teased like that. <laughs> anyway, that's really cool. Uh, and next one, I found an $80 game, cube game, for $25. Wow. So that was pretty cool as well. It was originally 30 and I just said to the lady, oh, you got any wiggle room? She goes, oh, 25 like, Yep, cool. <laughs> it's worth 80 I would have paid the 30 but you got to ask these questions. Uh, and then next, what do we have next? I can't remember. Call. Uh, oh yeah, just a random five dollar game. Dead Heat Scramble. Dead Heat Scramble. I haven't even played it. Probably won't. Uh, but it's a Game Boy Dead game. Heat I think it's a US only release as well. So uh, just go to the full screen. I'll see if there's anything else that I can talk Weak. about. Oh, my animation cell. There we go. I found that the other day. I bought a from uh, Savers. I Green found Mario. A three. A three dollar. <laughs> A $3 frame, so I thought I'll bring that home and try and frame something. Then I was going through my poster book and remembered I have an original animation cell from the Mario Brothers cartoon. That's pretty cool. So hey, I thought, Mario, we got to go catch the princess. Yeah, sweet. So I put that in there. It looks really good. Pretty happy with that. But I also uh, do, do stuff over at Bad Game Arts, where I find the worst art of the late 90s and early 2000s to appear on video games, magazines, and covers. And boy, oh boy, is there some Bad Game Arts. Now, it's Bad Game Arts with an S, if in case you're searching for it, because, yeah, reasons. Um, so first one is Clash at Demon Head. Uh, the person in the top right-hand corner doesn't have legs. So, um, progressive. What? There's no legs, no legs on that, uh, that huh. sphere person. They just forgot to put them in there. Yeah, uh, right. Rambo, really, uh, really rocking that Saiyan Vegeta oh, gear. Oh, that is Rambo. Rocking Vegeta's vest from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> what is he shooting? <laughs> I don't know, but look at the, the dragon next to him. It's just sort of like, hey man, what's, what's, what's going on? That dragon looks like it's been uh, superimposed from a different picture looking at something else. Yeah, great depth perception. Not one, not one thing with eyes there is looking at the same focal point as anything else with eyes there. Mm. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Uh, next bad game arts. What do we got? Oh yeah, run the gauntlet. This is all if Thanos was rad as hell. Can you imagine Thanos like Why with is the there gauntlet? A Infinity dude. gauntlet. Well, you know, for the times when Thanos goes uh, water skiing or go kart driving or <laughs> jumping through flames in a quad bike. I'm pretty sure Ocean. I've just got a really. I've just had a memory flashback of like I think it was Ocean that made License to Kill, mm-hmm. the James Bond uh, game, and I've just. I don't know why that that particular picture is just... Oh, it's because the fire down the bottom license to go had like the truck 
the tanker truck that was on fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are yeah. some very similar shots going on here. <laughs> yeah, it really just it just pinged a memory. All right, and the next uh, next game we can look at is Whoa. from Dylan the Villain sent me this one. Um, there's an orgy about to go down here. Yeah, they all sure. are about to touch each other inappropriately. Yeah. The uh, the painter, the uh, the pig, the big old gorilla, the and the uh, yeah the racist stereotype. We're all about to get it on. And and that Donkey Kong esque type creature is he is about to do some stuff that's gonna destroy those other ones. But the racial <laughs> stereotypes totally up for it. Look at look at the look on his face. They're he really is. Eyes. They're like, yeah, man, let's let's. <laughs> Get that donkey is dong that pig out. pig inflatable? I think it is. Townsie just said, I don't remember this Toy Story sequel. Is this Kingdom Hearts? <laughs> is this cute? <laughs> uh, next. What do we got? I put up a couple today. Oh, yeah. Son oh, of the Lion King. Oh, he is high <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> I said exactly the same thing. Look at that. He's high. I'm pretty sure I've got photos of me that looks like that. Look at that stupid little crown on its head. I found this in Cash Converters Prospect three weeks ago. Oh, really? Did, did you, you buy, buy it? it? I did not buy it because I refused to spend that money on shovelware like this. Do you know what? I, I'm pretty sure I've got this. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you have this next one? Whoa, that's some nightmare fuel. Oh, man. I, I reckon I've seen this cover somewhere before, but can't quite place it. I'll have to get Disney's lawyers to remind me. For those of you listening to the podcast, it's Pinocchio, but done in horrible 90s CGI yeah, it looks um, really from a scary. rip-off uh, a <laughs> Russian game. As Townsie in the chat says, Pinocchio, no. <laughs> and I think that might be it for all bad game arts this week. I'll just click one more over. See, Oh, yeah, we had that last week. I don't know what was going on here, but uh, that tomato <laughs> is extremely sexualized for some reason. It's just Princess Peach with the tomato face. Yeah. So, there you go. Why am I hungry all of a sudden? For some peach or some tomato. To thirsty as well. Yeah, no, nah, fuck, I need a lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> but we've been Hack the Dino. Uh, we'd like to thank our Patreons who uh, support us in many wonderful ways. Uh, Floppy. Yes, mate. Would you, would you like to thank them? I'd love to. I wish I had a list. Oh, I've got a list. All right. Ash Knight, Karen Knight, Dylan the Villain, Triple Indy, Michael Towns, and Game Boy Dad. Thank you. Game Boy Dad. And if you want to have your name scrolling along the bottom of the screen, head on over to hackthedino.com where you can not only sign up for our Patreon at $2 a month, but also, also follow us on Instagram and TikTok and all the other things. You can leave a review on the podcast link. Uh, that helps us grow and people find us. So please leave five-star review if you think we're worth five stars. If you don't, well, don't do that then because that would be like sad times. Yeah. But until next time, just but. remember th- this little secret. I promised him a secret. Yes, you did. Here's the secret. What is it? I love you. Pardon? I love you. Who are you talking to? You. Me? No. No, you. Uh, my friend, good friend, you, Chan. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs>